Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues, and welcome to March. We just finished another month already. Wow. And uh, we're going to wrap up another state, too. We finish up Ohio today with our guests, Graveyard Pete and the new Appalachian Sound. We'll talk to the band after we talk about something that happened to me a few years ago. I got into an accident at work where I ended up spending an entire month on my stomach while my back wounds were healing. I had scalded and severely burned my lower back. Well, about two weeks into my healing, I realized, hey, I haven't had a cigarette in like two weeks, so I quit smoking. Now, that worked for me. I don't suggest it for anybody else, but thank goodness there's a company called Laser Therapy South. It's located just outside of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Since 2003, Laser Therapy South has helped thousands of people all over the world quit smoking, reduce stress, and alleviate chronic and acute pain. Laser Therapy South has developed its own unique approach to tackle both the physiological and habitual components of addiction to help you achieve total success. Laser Therapy. It's an acupuncture-based treatment originated in Europe and Canada about 25 years ago. Your success is measured immediately. Laser Therapy is instantaneous, so your treatment date is also your quit date. The laser is a cold or therapeutic laser. It doesn't produce heat. It doesn't cut or tear tissue. In fact, most clients report feeling more like having had a massage after treatment. Laser Therapy South. www.lasertherapysouth.com where all of your questions can be answered. Check them out if you want to quit smoking. Laser Therapy South. Where being a quitter is a good thing. So our guest today is Aaron DeYoung. Will, Megan, and Mike. Mike Ulrey, I got that one down, but Will and Megan, I'm sorry, I didn't write down your last names. I'm sorry. So Aaron Aaron DeYarman, did I say Aaron DeYoung? You did, sir. Yes, you did. Okay, well, then he's it, not it with is us. Aaron DeYarman. He's, he's, I did say Aaron DeYarman, because Aaron DeYoung is no longer with us. Okay. <laughs> now we know how sorry. this conversation is going to go. So Aaron DeYarman, uh, Graveyard Pete, and the new Appalachian Sound. And if that's the new Appalachian Sound, you guys are going to blow it up, man. It's such a cool, cool sound. Love it. Thank you. So Thank tell you. me, tell me who everybody is, and what what their role is. We'll start with you, Aaron. What do you are you? Uh, you play bass? Do you sing? You uh, I I sing and, and play guitar. Play okay. acoustic guitar. Um, and I, I write songs. Okay, so that's that's kind of what my role is. And to your yeah. left, to your left, uh, this would be Will Christopherson. Yeah, my name's Will Christopherson. It's long and Danish, like me. And any relation to that other that other guy? No yeah. relation to that other guy. He spells it with one fewer letters. So he so. spells it W I L instead of W dot W I L L, right? <laughs> <laughs> see, see what I did? So, there? <laughs> I, I I do. I, I I'm with you. I'm the guitar player, the occasional mandolin player, occasional background singer, and occasional Hammond B three player when we're in the studio. Yeah, my role changes with the song wow okay and then uh uh aaron to your right that's megan uh i go by megan ray megan ray okay. megan ray you gotta get up on the you know yeah. you have to get up and talk right to the camera or else they can't hear you what so, <laughs> yeah, but you didn't do so, it either all right no, but, no is it is it so Megan is learned from me. <laughs> but I'm Megan Ray and I'm the fiddle player. Okay. 
And is it Megan Ray, like Megan Ray, like Billy Ray, and so on? Or is R-A-E. it RAE? Okay, good. And your fiddle and fiddle, vocal, uh, and vocals, violin, vocals, yeah, vocals, 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 social media guru. Yeah, social media. I'm, I'm trying to I'm, capture. Trying to plug your vocals here and vocals, 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 because we talked earlier. I mean, remember? maybe, maybe someday, but no. Okay. Not right now. Okay. <laughs> And then, uh, then behind you, I got that one right. That's Mike Ulrey. Mike, you're the Ulrey. Yeah, you got that one right. You even pronounced the last name right, which is rare. So, yeah, that's great. Uh, I, Mike Ulrey, I played primarily bass. Occasionally, uh-huh. I will play guitar on some of the tracks. Do you play and stand-up or electric bass? Electric. I use an electric. Okay. Have you tried stand-up? I never have, and that's the reason I don't do it. It's because I just <laughs> – Aaron actually asked me to do it in the studio like, like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, it's a whole different beast. I could play guitar, I could play bass, but to play stand-up bass, I've never even tried one. The reason I ask, I used to have a radio show. Well, I played, worked in radio for about 10 years. My One of my radio gigs was up in Kirksville, Missouri, and I don't know if you follow Bluegrass at all, but there was a woman named Rhonda Vincent who was female vocalist. Oh, yeah. Here. You know, so Rhonda lived in the same town I lived in, north of Kirksville, Missouri, lived in Greentop. Oh. And the mayor of Greentop, Philby Baker, Phil Baker, we called him Philby, uh, lived a few houses down from me. Well, they came up to the radio station one day and said, uh, well, actually it was Rhonda said, I want to, this before she made it to Nashville, before she made it big, it was the Sally Mountain Show was her band. And she said, uh, I want to buy an hour of radio time at your radio station. I said, cool, come on in. And what do you want to do? And she goes, I just want, I said, I want to have, I want to be able to play some commercials in there. She goes, that's right. That's fine. But I, I want the rest of the time for myself to sell commercials. And she used that money to pay for her way down to Nashville, where she got oh. discovered and, you know, became superstar. But uh, she would do interviews like she might have, you know, uh, Aaron and Will in the studio one day and talk. And then the three of them might play a song together or something. Or she might just sit down and go one on one with Megan and play dueling fiddles or something. And it was really cool. She had the whole band come in one time and her dad was maybe five three. And he played a stand-up bass. Oh wow! And I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Our, I don't think we have insurance to cover that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and and I've been in in awe of that instrument ever since. I can't I can't yeah. imagine bluegrass or even Americana music without a stand-up bass. And and you pull it off though, man. You pull it off. You really do. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, Aaron, how does uh, who's Graveyard Pete, and how did this new Appalachian sound come about? Oh, well, I, well, <clears throat> I, I've, I've been I've been pushed up in front of the camera by my friend. You need to go up close and personal, Megan. See, really personal. <laughs> Graveyard Pete. I guess I guess I would I guess I would um, that'd be another you know I'd be one of these. Pete is a, a nickname I've had for a long time. Oh, okay. Um, as the moniker is a, a few different things, you know. But I um, I used to work midnight shift driving truck, and um, you know. You know, so midnight shift is kind of fun. So that's kind of where that came from. And the new Appalachian sound, you know, it's kind of where I'm from. Um, and it started, it started, I started writing some songs and actually about maybe, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, something like that. Uh, you, you, me and a, a friend of mine just started getting together, uh, a co-writer of mine, uh, Kenny Nally, actually, he, he uh, co-writer with me. Mm-hmm. And um, we got together and just started hanging out and just playing acoustic guitars. And then we got the idea to start having pickers parties, you know. Uh, or we just invite all of our friends over and we'd all you know, be a potluck, basically. We just bring food over and play guitar and, you know, have a have a good time. And if we, we did it for like once a month for a while. 
and then, then it kind of fell out to, you know, a couple of times a year. And then, then if, you know, and then kind of everything fell apart after, you know, fell apart after COVID, you know, the way those things kind of go. And, but um, when that happened, um, I had um, written uh, enough songs that um, I could uh, put together a, a pretty solid two hour set. Um, so Mike here, who was a, a common uh, attendee at our pickers parties, um, you know, and a fellow musician, obviously, came out with me, and then it was him and I for about a year. Mm-hmm. And then after about a year, we uh, we found Megan here, or, or Megan found us rather. Hey, I um, jumped on stage. Yeah, <laughs> she uh, she came looking for us, and um, as I like to say, she kind of she kind of found me and Mike like flint rock and dry leaves on the side of the road, you know. <laughs> yes, we got took off after that. It's um, been a lot of fun, and then since we picked up her. And then shortly after that, we picked up our background singer, Carly. Uh-huh. And that's who you hear on um, Rotten Wood at the end. Okay, and that's that's what I also. that's why I kept plugging Megan's vocals because I thought it was her. But it was no, okay. no, no. And she's uh, she's definitely in the band and it's like and she but she had to work tonight. So she couldn't be here. Okay. We're down a few numbers. Yeah, we're down a few numbers. We're down the you know, four is what, probably about half, really, when you kind of take a look at all of them. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. And just after Carly, that's when we we got Will, and Will came on, um, you know, and uh, then we kind of started uh, really working out the the songs and the arrangements and whatnot, and then we you know got into the studio and started recording them, and really had trouble finding a drummer, and then uh, Mike brought uh, brought a friend of his name, I mean Scott Rupp, who was also one of us who couldn't be here tonight, uh-huh. and um, and you know he showed up at the studio and. Wound up laying tracks after the fact of you know, what we put down for some very underground, and um, you know we just been taking off from there. So, and you play you play all over the place, like all over Columbus. You play all over the state. You play a bi-state area. Where do you guys play? I I have mostly in Columbus and surrounding areas in Columbus. We played in uh, West Virginia. Um, we played in Eastern Ohio. Um, we've played, I guess, in North Central Ohio um yeah that's that's about what we're gigging at right now look and gig a whole lot more we'd like to play a whole lot more um i'll probably travel about anywhere you know and the songs we're going to hear these are all songs that you wrote correct uh well we have crossed ravens with bridge which um which is mine and mike's piece okay rotten wood and castles in the sand those are both mine those ears okay okay so megan let me let me hit you up on this when then uh when when Aaron writes a song, does he have a part written in for you, or do you, you just listen to what he plays and you just figure out what you want to play in there and add it, or how does that work? Uh, so I totally just listen to what he, he plays, and I'll just mess around until something sounds uh, right. Um, yeah. It doesn't sound uh, consistent the first couple times I play it, but um, I play enough wrong notes that I'm like, okay, now, now I know what I've got to play. <laughs> Um, and, and go from there, leave some space so that, uh, we all can build on it. Um, and then sometimes there's, there's still some solo sections where I have a vague outline, uh, uh-huh. for what I'd like to do, but it's still, um, new and different every single time. And it's, really? it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. fun though. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and what is it? I think it was Buddy Miles that said that you can play the wrong note. That's okay as long as you, it's not where you where you make the mistake. It's how you fix it. You know, so if you end <laughs> yeah. up you end up in the wrong place. That's what's noticeable. But if you play the wrong note and then you bring it up or bring it down to where it's supposed to be, 
nobody's gonna be the wiser you know yeah, very <laughs> did you always very play true. fiddle or did you play violin that led to fiddle or did you or was it both uh, yeah so i'm i'm classically trained i i have a music degree um i i'm a teacher i have a business for uh writing for music not like writing music but like copywriting um uh -huh. doing social media posts um for positive musical messages so um yeah classically trained first um and my college um professor dr crawford Pertu, is a uh scottish uh fiddling champion and she was really cool about starting a scottish fiddling culture uh -huh. um at, at the college so i uh jumped right in on that uh, my ancestry is scottish so i was all about it oh cool and um so I uh, really like uh, uh, my my fiddle inspiration um, is is definitely coming mostly from the Scottish uh, style. Gotcha. How about uh, Will? Do you have a similar cultural heritage that ties in with your mandolin playing? And no, the, the uh, my my journey to the instruments I play now has been somewhat haphazard. Mike and I share the fact that when we were both younger, uh, we each wanted to be heavy metal players. Uh -huh. and we played in heavy metal bands and wrote heavy metal songs. When I was about 13, I just wanted to be Dimebag Daryl from Pantera. <laughs> and <laughs> it took going to college and being in a dorm room where you can't play that type of music too loud um, for me to rediscover the acoustic guitar and really uh -huh. hone my playing on the acoustic. The reason I got into mandolin eventually was that when I was really little, I played the violin for a couple of years, and the mandolin and the violin are the exact same tunings, oh, except that, that the mandolin is a fretted and picked instrument. Right. So if you take guitar and you take violin, both of which I somewhat play, and you put them together, you end up with a mandolin. So I, uh -huh. I'm really a guitar player first. And then I use my guitar playing to inform my mandolin playing. Now, do you play a regular mandolin? Do you play an octave mandolin? Have you played an octave mandolin before? I uh, I have an electric mandolin that's got pickup in it. Okay, but that's only to be heard through a PA. I okay. don't I don't do anything fancy with the sound. Okay, now, the reason I'm asking is one of our sponsors here is, uh, actually built me a guitar. And he builds octave mandolins. And he's, uh, Joe Mendel's his name, Mendel's Fretz. And he's in all these, like, mandolin magazines and stuff and does all the, uh, what are they? I guess it's like the the North American guitar thing, but it's for bluegrass people. You know, so he'll go and he'll show off his mandolins and his guitars at these different showcase places and stuff. That's how, that's, that's how I know that there's such a thing as an octave mandolin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't ask me any questions more than that because I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't even know enough to ask you the right question. That's all right. <laughs> well, we're, we're in the same boat. Good job. <laughs> and that leads us to you a little again, Mun. Then, Mike, now you play electric and you play because the sound, because it's all acoustic, you got to have a special amp, I guess, to play and not drown them out, right? Oddly enough, I mean, if you're a guitar player, I mean, oddly what I'm using, my background is like a lot of guitar, a lot of bass. I've been mm -hmm. playing, I'm the old fart in the band at 55, and <laughs> I started playing when I was 12, and I played in a slew of bands from 86 on. Yeah. So I played bass or guitar, depending on what the band needed, hardcore punk, thrash metal, heavy metal, alternative rock, and then Aaron, I'm doing this with Aaron, so when he asked me to play bass in this project, originally it was me and him with guitars. 
Then when we found Will, you know, we like, we, we need a bass player. And I was like, well, I can always transfer over. It's not a big deal. Uh-huh. It, I'll tell you all that to tell you this. Is if, you're, if you know anything about music equipment, oddly enough, what I'm using for a bass amp, you know what a Roland Cube is for guitar? Yeah, yeah. I'm using a 60-watt Roland Cube on the acoustic setting. Oh, my God. How cool. And I've got, I bet it I've works. Got, it's got to work. I'm yeah. buying bass amps, but I'm like, I freaking love the sound of the thing. Yeah. And the first That's time so I played funny. bass in a hardcore punk band when I was 16 years old, I was playing all these places like Stashes and the Jockey Club in Covington, Kentucky, and opening up for all these bands like Circle Jerks, Murphy's Law, and DRI. Yeah, I was yeah. literally using a PV tube amp guitar amp for my bass amp. For your bass? Yeah. I, I did the exact opposite. I came across an old Fender basement. Oh, band, yeah. And, and I played yeah. guitar through it. Every, yeah, a lot of guys do that. Those basements are great guitar amps. This is a great amp. Great amp, yeah. and and then I then I made the mistake of lending it to a friend of mine, oh, one of my God. daughters, who yeah. uh, got into it with his band, and he left with a bunch of their gear. So the band leader took the head oh. and sold it, or traded it in for guitar. Just, oh, uh, what year was it? Sixty-five. Oh, I know. It don't it hurts? It just I'm hurts. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. Yeah, I'm, I think right. it was 65. I think it was 65. Might have been 68, but I think it was 65. Yeah. It, 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 I know. It's going to make me cry if I think about it anymore. So so you guys all, um, this is half the band then maybe? Yeah, this is half the band. And, and, and like and Mike, I mean, don't let him sell you short. I mean, um, bass player, yeah, he's doing that for us. But, he, you know, Across the Ravens with Bridge, the music, he actually wrote that and he played the guitar for that too. He, he's very much a guitar player. And he has about three more, four more pieces at least that we're going to wind up developing, writing some lyrics to. He's like, he, yeah, I got, I got, a, I got a whole bunch of utility players, really. Uh huh. Well, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because one of before we started this interview, okay, I told you guys I really like your sound because your production qualities are are excellent. But so are, uh, I hate the word, but the musicality of your of your music, you know, the the whole production, the whole presentation, the detail. There's a lot of detail in in what you're putting out there, and it's the orchestration. Maybe I'm I'm, I'm thinking of the right word. I'm, yeah, not, it might be orchestration, yeah. but it's a. There's just a whole lot of cool little things that go on that make your music sound so cool. Okay, not just not just not just good. I mean, it's really good, but it's also really cool because of all these little things that are going on, and that comes from people that have a music background or a band background, and you all have, uh, obviously a really good pedigree in your musical backgrounds and then it just all blends in this band. Love it. Okay. Cool. Thank you, man. Thank you. But, Thank you. So, That's uh, a huge compliment. I mean, it's, it's cool in this, in the show because I get to be, be fans of lots of people. And I've, I've had artists on here that are okay. You know, I've had some that aren't so okay. I've had some that I wouldn't go to a free show, you know, and I've had, I've had artists on here that, I've become a fan and you guys are one of those bands. Like when I get done here, I'm Thank you. Thank you. sending awesome. links to friends of mine that I know will really appreciate your kind of music. Thank you so much. Thank you. I probably should have saved that for the end. And that's sort of, all right. That's it. Thank you. Good night. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I like to talk about your songs and you brought up Ravenswood bridge. So we'll just start with that one. Okay. Okay. And let's talk about that. And you wrote the lyrics. Mike wrote the music. Is that right? yes 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 i guess i guess for me like um since i that song that piece was uh 
I had written that a long time before I even met Aaron, the musicality, the music for it. I have like just like folders of acoustic solo and acoustic pieces, kind of like really inspired by like, you know, like John Fahey and Mississippi John Hurt and the acoustic side of Jimmy Page and uh-huh. and guys like the Burt Johnson, guys like that, you know. I love that type of stuff, you know. And um I had these pieces laying around forever. And then like Aaron, I would play them at the Pickers party. Aaron's like, I'm gonna put lyrics there, I'm gonna put lyrics on that. I was like, Hey man, here okay, here's a link to the song. Go ahead. And like, you know, he surprised me, actually did it. Because I've had people before this project always tell me, oh, I want to write over your stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Never heard anybody do anything with it. Oh, and really? now he's already got pieces on like three or four pieces now. So he's already got like lyrics for two other pieces already. And so we're starting to work some of those into the set. Uh-huh. And so Ravenswood Bridge, the reason I named it that was mainly because like, you know, when I was um, like a while ago, I was driving a truck out of Marietta, Ohio for a living. Uh-huh. I'm talking like 29 years ago. And I used to have to cross the Ravenswood Bridge to get back to Ohio every night in the truck. And back then, Ravenswood Bridge was like, uh, you know, if you run it now on 33, it's a super slab. Uh-huh. Back then, it was like, well, back that stretch of road back then, if another truck was coming at you, you'd be slapping mirrors on it, right? <laughs> so we'll fight that there. So I just had, so I just call these acoustic pieces like Cross Ravenswood Bridge. That's what I called it. And like, like Aaron wrote these like awesome lyrics around it and used incorporated the title into it yeah. and made it in this really deep journey. It, and so that's, that's what it is. That yeah. song takes you on a trip. It literally takes you on a trip, man. It's so good. Your part, yeah. Aaron, tell, talk about your inspiration of the the words then. Oh man, that's a tough one, isn't it? Those are always tough questions. I don't know how to answer them ever. Um, okay, well, we'll just skip that. What's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's you. It's um, yeah. Don't drown in shallow water. You know, wake up a life across the Ravenswood uh-huh. tonight, and it's 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 really about it's an introspective look at your at your at your surroundings and and where you are in them, mm-hmm. and whether or not you should even be there. Um, it's like, I think there comes a time in everyone's life where we have to make a choice where we need to leave some things behind us and then move on to something better. And I think that is really the essence of that tune. It's so cool, man. Just hearing you say it, like I'm, I'm getting goosebumps because I, I don't want to take up your time to tell you about my reference to the Ravens, uh, excuse me, the, the Ravenswood bridge. There's a bridge and a river by my house. And I'll tell you about that off, off mic. Okay. But right now, since we're talking about your song, let's give it a listen. So the band from Columbus, Ohio is Graveyard Pete and the new Appalachian Sound. And the song is called Cross the Ravenswood Bridge here on the Music of America podcast. Don't drown in shallow water. Wake up alive. Cross the Ravenswood Bridge tonight. Blood can get too thick, and it's not hard as bone. Canoers and rocks get sure like smooth stone. Maybe I just like being a little farther from home. I'm still on the lawn Chasing fireflies I ain't crossing the Ravenswood Bridge Tonight Don't drown in shallow water Wake up alive 
across the Ravens tonight. When years won't heal, they only make your own. Like bourbon through a straw. Blood can get too thick, and it's not hard as bone. Doers and rock skaters, they sure like smooth stone. Maybe I just like being a little farther from home. Maybe I Across the Ravenswood Bridge, here on the Music of America podcast, our guest, Graveyard Pete, and the new Appalachian Sound, and Aaron DeYarman. Before we take a quick break and we talk about the other songs we're going to talk about, there was one more thing we need to mention about this song. The floor is yours, sir. Oh, uh, yes. We, we won the, uh, the 2023 um, World Songwriting Association um, fall season. Best traditional country song across the Ravenswood Bridge. That is so cool. Why didn't we know that? Why didn't we know yeah. that? Well, we, we do now. We just found out yesterday. We, yeah, we <laughs> just found out yesterday. Well, I was late. I mean, we were late to the party. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I filled out the application. I sent it in. It cost like 15 bucks or whatever. And yeah. I just figured I was making a donation. Man, they right. actually listened to the song and they you know they loved it. And, you know, I was shocked. You know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> I don't really like going to the mailbox, you know. Right, right. Well, you never, I don't go out to the mailbox. Now, you, now, you, now you really I went out there it. one time there was that. So, yeah. Now you're really going to hate it because you don't know what else is going to be out there. Who else is giving me awards? Oh, geez. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Very good. And congratulations on, on the Ravenswood Bridge, across Thank the Ravenswood you. Bridge. Uh, we'll get back and talk about some more songs in a minute, but I want to talk about a company out of California. The jingle that hits like a single. That's the slogan for Jingle Lingo. It's an advertising vehicle designed to create a unique and personal jingle to promote and position your business, make it stand out above the crowd. Think of all the musical jingles you may have heard through the years. Who came up with that? Who wrote that jingle? Jingle Lingo can and will put your business into higher vision and focus on all of your advertising needs. Jingle Lingo, custom made and custom designed with you and for you through the talents of accomplished singer and songwriter, Courtney Davis Jackson. Check them out today and get to work on your own personalized musical jingle from Jingle Lingo, www.jinglelingo.com. The jingle that hits like a single. Such a cool, catchy yeah, that's catchy. That's catchy. <laughs> well, you, you would hope they have a good now, yeah. now, who, I, I dare any of you to say Jingle Lingo real quick. No, no, no. Jingle Lingo. Jingle Lingo. There you go. If you say it really quick, you can do it. But if you think about it three times, if you think about it, it gets all trapped. That's pretty good. Of course, your bluegrass are used to picking that fast too, right? Bluegrass versus Americana. Definitely Americana. 
definitely what, what stand what what's the defining differences well bluegrass is american roots music uh -huh. um americana is a blend of all american roots music it's americana with in my my side anyway it's a it's a little bit of blues it's a little bit of bluegrass it's a little bit of you know old school rock and roll it's a little jazz you know it's um this little folk sort of a a combination of all of those things they, they you know that's that don't really have a a place to be you know there's there's not a you know a real big market for you know for for blues or underground country or you right, know whatever right. you want to call it or you know soul music anymore it's uh you know pop music kind of controls what's going on on the on the airwaves but americana gives us a space to, to express ourselves musically and without being necessarily in a category because we're actually influenced by so many different kinds of music um you know some very underground we got you know we got um the castles in the stand is the, the most rocking tune that we have on there but um the, the, our next album's got a lot of uh a lot more like southern rock kind of vibe and a lot more rock guitar and you know mm -hmm. hot you know hot fiddling and you know stuff like that so that's yeah. actually pretty good though that uh, americana is the music of all it's the blend of all musics of america we went to a there's a, an annual concert called the uh Cheesem Crow Festival here in Vermont, and yeah. all the artists were Americana artisans, and yeah. none of them sounded the same. Because this one yeah. sounded a little more jazzy, this one sounded a little more blues, this one sounded a little more country, this one sounded more bluegrass, you know. Yeah. But you could tell there was a distinct difference. They didn't, you know, you go to you go to certain types of concerts, whether it, I don't I don't care if it's death metal, hip hop, country. Eventually, some of the songs all start to start, almost sound the same. Yeah. Yep. But this was really cool because this band didn't sound anything like the next band who didn't sound anything like the next band. And yeah. yet they all had the same, pretty much the same instruments, guitars, mandolin, you know, so there, there might've been some, you know, some triples or triplets, you know, that, that were thrown in there at the same time that you would expect them. But the whole form and the style of the song was just that it's like one had more influence than the other. It was really cool. You know, when you listen to Americana, you're really listening to craft music. You're listening to small music, and it's a, it's not controlled by you know, you know large corporations and, and large money. It's out here. You know, people out here that just want to you know make great music, and they believe in what they're actually mm -hmm. and then what they're writing and what they're you know. There's a lot of feeling and emotion to it. It's it's um, stripped of overproduction. Uh -huh. In in most cases, um, it's it's a great it's a great place to be. You know, we love Americana. Hey Will, what uh, what role do you appreciate the most with the band in your part? What do you like most? Do you like singing more than playing the B three? Do you like the B three more than the mandolin? Do you like performing? What do you what 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 role? Because you wear a lot of hats. What role do you like the most? Well, I'm a guitar player first. Okay, and everything else is, <laughs> so is I, a fun I cite, thing to explore. I cite everything but guitar, and he's a guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doing a great I'm job a there, guitar Tom. player first. I. Everybody thinks his own instrument is the most versatile, but a guitar can sound like anything. Mm -hmm. You can sound like Dwayne Allman, and you'll sound nothing like Dimebag Daryl, and he'll sound nothing like Eric Clapton, yeah. and he'll sound nothing like uh, Lester Flat. You can do so much with a guitar, and even after playing it for however many, 15 years, I'm still finding new ways to make it express do you bring all of those influences to to the not, probably not to any one song, but all those influences to the band? Like this song might need a little more of a Clapton esque, you know, a little more of this, or might need a little more Eddie Van Halen over here, or might need a little more this flavor. Do you do that? 
Definitely. I think Aaron writes in so many different styles. Um, and sometimes he brings a song to us and it, it becomes what it was meant to be, but only when we're all in the room trying different flavors with it. Uh-huh. So you, you, like you need to have a lot of colors on the palette. And now I'm mixing all of my metaphors, but you need to have a lot of colors on the palette available if you want to be able to paint with any kind of versatility. Uh-huh. And Aaron writes with versatility. He needs painters who can match that versatility. When you hear a song, when you hear a song, and Aaron, you might chime on this too. When when Aaron writes a song, does does he say, "I want you to set the guitar down on this one because I'm going to handle the guitar on this," but I want you to play, or does are are you you're the guitar player and Aaron fills in with you? The, the way the way that um it, that we kind of have a setup right now is um and he he primarily is a guitar player, but it really kind of does depend on on the piece itself. Okay. Um, because what you know, it's like we do we do um sort of blend many different styles together. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a tune, "Road to Boulder." I think you may have heard that song. Uh, I think I pulled it off everything. You know, uh, Mike actually plays the lead guitar on that one. Oh, okay. And as well as like like Castles in the Sand. Um, yeah. primarily, yeah, he's he's the lead guitar player on most stuff. But yeah, um, it's like well, however the song is written. There's some stuff that um, and when I do write, I write with a completed product in mind. So they're not none of them are just supposed to be stripped bound, stripped down songs, except uh-huh. for the ones that are like, you know, like, hey, Anna, that's on some very underground. It's very stripped down, very, you know, you sort of, you know, quiet, I guess, sounding and right. empty and, and hollow. But so there's not a whole lot on there, you know, just like three pieces. What we got going on just when you're when you're, when you're writing like that, do you hear the other parts? Do you hear uh, like do you hear Megan's violin or, or I'm sorry, fiddle coming in? Or sometimes maybe you hear a violin. I don't know. Yes and no. Yes okay. and no. It's like I. It's like I, I write because I feel a violin needs to be there, or I feel that like you know, you know, like a, you know, a rock guitar needs to be in there, or a country guitar. And it's like it's that. That's the whole vibe. But I let them kind of work out their parts. Okay. Um. It's like you know they they write they write all their own parts. I don't have a whole lot of input on that other than maybe it doesn't work and we try something different. Well, it's kind of like what Megan was saying. Like she Megan says she might come in and try something, but she didn't like it. She might mess around with it a little bit more until she gets the sound that she wants that she thinks yeah. fits that song. Do, does the artist have veto power over you with their contribution of their part? Hmm. That's a. That's <laughs> a. I think we may have spoken about this once or twice. Uh, <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no. It's you know. So you know. Sometimes we get to a we get to a point. Yeah. Things can be strongly suggested by the group at times. <laughs> you know. It's um. You know. I like to. I like. I like to describe it. Out, you know. I asked, democracy. <laughs> I asked for for. I asked for control of creative direction. Uh huh. But but if but if but if the idea is if it doesn't work or if it is that bad, it's like you know they they can also choose not to play. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that happen once or twice, and it's like, well, I guess I got to go fix it, you know. <laughs> so so in in my band, I always said I always said uh, I'm I'm diplomatic, and diplomacy is the art of letting you have my way. So. <laughs> <laughs> My job but I only was, get you so far. I'm sure you my job was to pick out the songs for the band to do and then fight with them on whether or not we're gonna do them, you know. 
and and uh, we we, you know, we were a cover band, so it was you know pretty. There was a, a whole lot of songs from which to choose. So we had a, a request book, and we'd go to a show, we'd pass it around, ask people to write in their name and a request, and then their email. So if we didn't know the song, we'd learn it, and then we'd send them an email. We'd say, "Hey, Aaron, you want us to learn Ain't No Sunshine' by Bill Withers? We got it. We're gonna play it for you this Saturday. We're gonna be at Brothers. Come out and hear us play it. You know, yeah. So it was a cool marketing scheme, and it helped us build our song list real quick. You know. Because we just kind of threw threw ourselves together at a uh, at a festival that they needed us at, and a month later we're playing out every other, or every weekend, you know. But I ran into the same problem. Like I said, we're going to do this song, and they'd say, "No, we're not." <laughs> <laughs> and then we would talk about how can we make it your own to make it fun. So that's where I was going with all of that. So that if uh, and so Megan, if there was a song that you really wanted to do a certain way and have a certain influence on there. And Aaron would say, no, <laughs> would you draw your line in the sand on something or would you just, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I definitely speak my mind. Um, very okay. much speak my mind. Um, I, and I, I mean, I'm not like unwilling to hear it different ways. Like I'm willing to try it and, and stuff, but like, he's got, He's got one right now, Bees of June. <laughs> I love it. The original way we played it. And he wants to put all this space in it. <laughs> and I disagree because it's so fun <laughs> the way I play it. <laughs> We're going to find a compromise, though. I said, I can see because we actually played it out live with uh -huh. the space in it and it, it didn't work. It's like there were so many holes in there, you just falling away, you know? It's yeah. like, whoa. No, okay. oh. I knew I was right, so oh. <laughs> that's why I pick my battles, which is why I'm always right. I say okay, but well, and then there there are times when you're if you're not right, then you're just misunderstood. Yeah, or I'll just I was just quiet. It's fine. Right, that's okay. The, the unique thing here is that I've never been in a band before, and while I oh, have no, never kidding. actually played in a band, yeah, seriously, yes, yeah. I actually I mean I played guitar my whole life, like acoustic uh -huh. guitar. And, and but then I, then I started writing and then I and then I found all these folks. Um, <clears throat> so what we do have is is what I don't actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I'm writing around my phrasing, and we and, you know we kind of kind of try to we got you know fix the phrasing or fix or fix the the timing to make make it match the phrasing depending on what works. There's, there's actually like a lot of space for everyone to sort of express themselves too. So it's yeah. it's a really good a really because and 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 not knowing really a whole lot of anything about music, it, it it doesn't give me any really sort of grounding to demand anything either. So it's like it's only it's like hey, you got to do it all yourself. It's just got to fit the group. So mm -hmm. as long as it fits the groove, then then they're pretty good. And then, then I then it's really on me to try to play it the same way the next time because it's like my, my timing is is quite funky, and then and it's like and you know in fact you know, I'll miss here and miss there. And it's like it's I'm I'm kind of the weakest leak musically for sure. So it's like they they actually you know they take care of me. That's kind of cool. They're That's what cool. makes the family functional, though, right? Yeah. You know, I mean. What was it the uh, Rocky talked to you about gaps? We talked to Adrian. He said, you know, we got gaps. You know, I got gaps. You got gaps. We fill each other's gaps, you know? <laughs> kind of like that. Um, <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. You I'll do act two tomorrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> the next song, Castles in the Sand. So uh, what happens here on my end is people will send me their songs. And I'll say, oh, I know that. I wonder if this is their cover of the song. Somebody sent me a song called Yesterday. 
but it won't be the, the Beatles. It'll be their own version. You know, and somebody will send me a song called uh, Dancing Queen or Dancing King. And I'll think of Dancing Queen by, by ABBA. So Castles in the Sand came to me. And uh, I thought of the joke about the difference between a, a neurotic and a psychotic. The neurotic builds castles in the sky and the neurotic. Uh, no, the neurotic builds castles in the sky and the psychotic lives there. Okay. <laughs> so I thought of that. And then I thought of Cowgirl in the Sand, which is one of my all-time favorite Neil Young songs. So I, th I couldn't wait to hear if this was a cover because it sounded like a title of something in my head. And it wasn't. It was a beautiful song, a little uh, up tempo for what you would consider with like if there isn't if there is even a traditional Americana style, you know. So tell me about that one. Man, that was a lot of fun. I wrote that with Mike yeah. um, and that was after we took a bike ride. We took a motorbike ride down to uh, Tennessee, Tail Dragon. Oh yeah. So I had a uh, I had my Harley. I had my Harley. Yeah, I had my Harley, and he had his Indian. Oh, I had my Harley at the time. Oh. I stole my old Dynaglide. That was like last year. I had my yeah, I stole my old Dynaglide. Yeah. Seriously. Uh -huh. So we yeah we, we just took a road trip down there on on a whim. Yeah. Went and rode the drag, and then we come back, and I don't know. Next week we got together, hanging out or whatever. Just you know, we had a song. Hey, I got a song, man. What do you think about this one? <laughs> and it came out oh, of that weekend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, we pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, Axe Bite, yeah. It was a fun ride, man. Yeah, it was a fun ride. Amazing what you can do when you're out on your own to yourself with a bunch of other yeah. people doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's give it a listen. The band, Graveyard Pete, and the new Appalachian sound. Or you said Appalachian. At what, it's well, it depends on you know. what part of the country you're sitting in. Yeah, you, say, you say tomato, <laughs> I say vodka. You know? yeah. I was actually <laughs> raised in Appalachian. Yeah, I, was, I thought it was Appalachian. Like, and then I, then you know, someone who wasn't from there told me it was Appalachian. Oh, all right. Appalachian. Well, I'm, I, <laughs> I don't I, care. I, I'm from Missouri originally, and that's how I was taught in grade school. So we're going to stay with that. The Graveyard Pete and the New Appalachian Sound with uh, with their song "Castles in the Sand" here on the Music of America podcast. This is what happens when I get with you, music people. You know, we. Just
bitch and making me a mess. Wearing my shirt like a favorite night dress. Smile through messy hair, it tickles me too. But not up 23 Four more to go Now sounds like a plan Stop somewhere and find a medicine man Come along with me and build castles in the sand Won't you come along with me and build castles in the sand Come along with me and build castles in the sand Graveyard Pete and the new Appalachian Sound here on the Music of America podcast and Castles in the Sand I'm your host, Tom Pollard, and we'll get back with the, the whole, well, I won't say the whole band, with m- about half the band, after we talk about this really cool place in Vermont called River Ridge Farm. It's Vermont Recreation Lover's Dream, a gorgeous vacation rental nestled in the green mountains of Vermont. River Ridge Farms is an escape to everything wonderful that Vermont has to offer. This historic farmhouse is set atop 16 acres of fields with mountainous views, a pasture, a pond, a tree-lined river frontage. Go and enjoy this beautiful spot right in the heart of the Green Mountain State. And along with the multiple nearby ski and mountain resorts and breweries and biking trails and hiking trails and other tourist activities, this spot is unique due to the multiple mountainous views and the resident farm animals. So when you set your appointment with Diana, the, the owner and proprietor, Ask her about setting up an interaction with the with the farm animals. She's got cows and pigs that just love interaction with people, and you'll love it as well if you're into that sort of thing. My grandson loved petting the pigs. Or if you don't want, just, just stay in the farm. Just stay at this comfortable modern farmhouse. It'll sleep 11 guests comfortably. There's enough space on the property to throw events like graduation parties or retirement parties, weddings, whatever, or just relax and rejuvenate in the beautiful Vermont landscape. Check them out. River Ridge Farms. They're on Facebook, but so are a lot of other River Ridge Farms. So check them out by looking for River Ridge Farms Jeffersonville. Do the same with Airbnb. It's Jeffersonville is the the town where they're located. River Ridge Farms Jeffersonville. Vermont's recreation lover's dream. And have you all been up to Vermont? Yeah. Yeah? Where'd you go? It's been a while, but I've been up to there a couple times. I, I tell people this all the time on the show that Vermont, or specifically Burlington, is one of the best-kept music secrets in the country. Cool. It's a small town, uh, and yeah. thank you, Fish. Thank you, Fish, and thank you, yeah. Grace Potter, for, for coming from here. But it's created such a cool vibe for the music scene here that uh, the, the the talent that comes through here is just incredible. You guys would fit in so well here because you're oh. so good, and oh, that's what we're used to up here. I go back to St. Louis and everybody's like, I don't want to hear another band do their version of Simple Man. I just don't want to do it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and that's the bar scene in St. Louis, unless you go to Soulard, where it's a lot of blues, which is fine with me because I'm a blues guy, you know? But if you go and try and it's just hard to find a good natural sound like you guys have. And you guys are genuine and you're authentic. But that leads yeah. me to the question because all your songs that we're playing today are originals. Do you do covers? And if you if you do, who selects those? We haven't um, have been not. doing very many covers. Um, we have had, I think we got a couple mm-hmm. in the tank. Um, I guess I've been selecting them. Okay. But we're at a point where I see value in doing some covers. 
Um, so we're going to probably start a, uh, maybe hopefully start a, maybe a selection process to, to work maybe, I don't know, eight different covers into, into our set, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe two or three or four each time we play. Um, so yeah, but no, we, we don't, we don't really do that. Um, now I made it a point not to do that specifically, uh, yeah. as, um, I was trying to see if I could put my songs up next to somebody else who was playing cover songs well i wanted to say, i wanted to you know go at, go to open mics and, and and put my work up next to somebody else's um uh, uh, you know cover work <clears throat> and uh and when i write i was uh attempting to to write with a fam- with a familiarity i guess mm-hmm. to, to, to to strike a bone that was sort of maybe a little bit deeper that it's like inside you where it's like yeah this sounds familiar but i don't don't think i've ever heard it before um so that was the experiment that that I kind of started with, um, and it's been working. And actually, we've been gigging. We've been gigging in Columbus um, on original music for the last two years. Yeah, uh, well, you so said, it's been really you said good. like you said when you first started writing and did your own thing. You you already had two hours of your own stuff, right? Yes, yes. And so you don't really need covers, but some places require a three hour show, and mm-hmm. covers. And in, in that instance, I would say would probably help you to if. If you're playing all your own music and you got your own following out there, that's great, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're playing someplace new and you know you got to throw throw the listeners a bone every once in a while, I would think you know something. So I'm going to go around. Yeah, that's what that's what they told me. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do it. We didn't do it. And when I did finally break down and do a cover, um, we uh we 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 did obscure ones. You know, I like I like I pulled out um you know Blaze Foley. Uh huh. Yeah. Cool, cold world stuff like that you know you know um now um full band and everything we uh we, we we're, you know we're doing a sort of a, a pepped up version of jambalaya which is a lot oh, of fun that's fun oh that'd be fun. um yeah. i think we definitely put our own stamp on anything too if we do a cover it sounds like us it doesn't sound like a straight cover right well that, jambalaya when we do that we literally like like me and scott go into this like uh new orleans like new orleans like you know like shuffle uh-huh. kinda, like we we mix it up and we just totally go cajun on it and just the whole band grooves into that whole like that whole vibe so it just takes the original and turns it into something that we want to make it so it still has our own stamp on it i think so that's yeah. kind of where i was going with this because of the next song because we, we talked off mic about a band called the civil wars and Mm -hmm. they took a song by michael jackson called billy jean and they made it their own in a whole different flair and a whole different style and i brought that up to you guys because the next song we're going to listen to rotten woods the woman singing there sounds so much like joy white to me who's the lead singer for what was once the civil wars see yes okay so that's that's how i was going to use to get into the song see how clever i am you probably saw the gears actually moving in my head as i was explaining (laughs) but before before we get to that i'm I'm going to put you all on the spot and we can pass on this if you want to we'll just go on to talking about rotten wood but uh let's start with you megan what cover song would you like uh the new appalachian sound to do you only get one and you don't get the censor. It's the first one that came to your mind. Uh, I mean, I like when um, when I when I do my uh, 
I'm going to be weird. It's going to be a Scottish fiddle tune, uh, the high road to Linton, the, the one in yeah. A. Traveling music. Yeah, traveling music. Songs. Oh, yeah? Well, between songs, she just said, I just like look at her and say, what key? And then me and Scott will jump in there with the key, and she'll just like totally get like. Yeah, that uh, would be fun, man. I would love to see something like that. That would really be cool. How about you, Mike? What what cover you want to do? Oh, jeez, I don't even know because I don't think about it too much. Yeah, that's kind of an oddball. I I could ball, I could throw out something just because, like, just to be an old curmudgeon or something like that. But yeah. I'd have to think for a minute, like something that's just going to be like, you know, let's cover an old Black Flag song or something like that, just to kind of be that guy, the old the old former punk guy in the band. So well, I don't know. Really. How about you, Will? <laughs> The songs are fun. <laughs> My motive in picking covers is, is never to get booked at a new venue. It's always, I, I only want to cover songs that I want to play. Uh -huh. So for me, it would be a Graham Parsons or an Uncle Tupelo oh, song. Oh, that would be good. Oh, that would be good. I can see Return of the Grievous Angel. As, yeah, we, we, we do Grievous Angel. I love Grievous Angel. Yeah. Big Mouth Blues. Yeah. Aaron, how about you? Well, I, I blaze Foley. Um, yeah, Blaze Foley, pretty good tune. Um, I, I wanted, uh, we, we just uh, we just covered um, um, uh, Whiskey Myers, Bury My Bones. Yeah, I just started working on that one. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, thinking about it, kind of shifted my brain to you know what we could do to you know sort of add some you know some a little bit more familiarity to our piece because we're having fun, you know, and it's the fact that we're working. I think if we throw in a couple of uh, you know some you know either obscure hits. Or so, you know, some old familiar ones that people forgot we could probably do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, for the most part, yeah, it's it's fun to write. And, you know, I get into learning a, a cover and uh -huh. then I'll, I'll dig into it. Like I do my pieces and I'll play it for a long time. And, and, and what it does, it, it really inspires me to write something else. And then from oh, that song, neat. I'll start and then and, and it's like, and I'll write something else. And I got probably, oh my God, 50 songs ready now and probably another 50 that are close to being ready. Well, that's why you would have to make it make it your own make make it a new Appalachian sound song, like yeah. again, like Civil Wars did with Billy Jean. Because if you guys got together and did, would you say a, a jambalaya or is that what you said? No, yeah. jambalaya, jambalaya. Yeah, yeah. If it sounds like everybody else's cover, then why do it? You know, Blueberry Hill would be fun to do. I'd like to hear that Blueberry Hill hook on guitar, like electric guitar. Yeah, <laughs> you know, something like that. That's fun. That'd be fun. So, uh, again, the reason I brought that up was because of the influence of the singer on the next song and how she sounded like uh, Carly Quillen. Yeah, Carly. Yeah, Carly. That's her name, right? I couldn't yeah. think. I'm sorry, I couldn't think of her name. But Joy White from the Civil Wars, her voice sounds so much like her on this song called "Rotten Wood." So we're going to play that one next. Uh, tell me about Rotten Wood. I'm an old exterminator, so I deal with rotten wood. You know, termites and carpenterites <laughs> and house, you know, old house boars. You know. <laughs> Oh. I don't know. That's a that's a that's a tough one. I'm not sure I'm even prepared to answer that question again. Like really, I'm not really sure. Okay. Um I mean, is it a metaphor? Is it metaphoric? Is it mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it is. Um I grew up in a region that um that is is and it's it is the the, the Appalachian region. It is where I grew up. I grew up in Eastern Ohio and uh, in Jefferson County over there. And it's um, and it's not just in that particular area, but it's a much much greater problem across the Appalachia region and even in you know the whole country. Really, it's I saw a lot of um, sort of 
destruction, I guess, um, over, over the last 30 years of these, you know, it's sort of, it's a rust belt town, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very poor and, you know, there's not really any money there. And, and a lot of the jobs over the, over the last, you know, 30 years have moved out and there's just not a whole lot left. Uh, a lot of people that were, that had grew up there moved out, including myself. And then, you know, when I go back now as a, as a, as an, you know, as an older person, and I realize that um, a lot of the great things that were there are just, I have all been washed away to the neglect of drugs, um, abuse and things like that. And it's, you know, that's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of what that song's about. It's, it's sort of about, you know, just, you know, people losing their way in life yeah. and, you know, but there's, there's hope, you know, if you, if you have the, I guess, the tenacity to stick through, I suppose. I didn't get that. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. no, I didn't, because I was just so caught up in, in how beautiful the song was. Now I have to listen to it again to get the message, you know? So yeah. thank you for that. And it's cool. So that's what we're going to do now. I'm going to shut up before I <laughs> get people thinking about other things. I want them to focus on that while they listen to the song. So the band, grab your, the band Graveyard Pete, New Appalachian Sound, and the song is called Rotten Wood. Out of muddy water, rolling down Short Creek, picking sticky mud in that Yankee store. I got a lot of that mud still on. I don't know if I'll ever come through. Steps are at the supper table. I'm fuzzy running off into an all-day dream. Pick a spot on the wall, fall into a rabbit hole, and take a couple of hours just to eat more things. Glorious sunlight shining over those deep green hills. Blowing my way was not the wind as the air stood Frost on the ground and a shiver on my shoulder. From a fresh morning chill. Cause all my tools are put away in the pockets in the pail. I went floating over the hills, my spirit set sail. Glorious 
Rotten Wood with Graveyard Pete and the New Appalachian Sound. And I don't know where the time goes. Yes, I do. The time goes right out the window when I get a chance to talk with musicians that are as much fun and and just enlightened and talented as you guys. I appreciate you being here. And thank you. Thanks for having this me. Is, thank you so much. This is the segment of the show we call Shameless Self-Promotion. I'll start it off because this is an audio-only show, so our audience can't see that you're wearing yeah. your own T-shirts. And T-shirts are available as are everything else. And who wants to talk about where to get stuff from Graveyard Pete and the New Appalachian Sound? From graveyardpete.com. Okay. Now you go to graveyardpete.com and you can get everything you need except for the music. You can't get any downloads there. And oh, we, really? Yeah, we definitely have some t-shirts, man. So go check them out. Um, yeah. And they're pretty cool. How do we get your music then? Anywhere that you can download music. Okay. So Spotify, Apple Music, yep. just all those places. Okay. Yeah. Is there one that you favor over another? Uh, Apple Music. Yeah. Okay. Apple, yeah, Apple Music is great. YouTube is great. Um, absolutely. Okay. I, I know there are some places where if you get a thousand downloads, you get like seven cents. You know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. Spotify. Yeah, we're on Spotify too. Yeah. <laughs> I think they please pay note, the least. Please note, I did not say that. I'm just saying that. There's... <laughs> Are they going to send the police? Spotify police going to come I, and shut us down? I just want people to be able to hear the podcast there. That's all. You're going to take your seven cents, but I take my seven cents back. I need that that's seven right. cents. A guy told me that he he got a, a very small check from a, one of those sources. I won't say which one. We got, and and he refuses to cash it. He says, I've got a frame that's in my studio now. I just look at it. That's so funny. Like, it's a big bite me to you. So um, shows coming up. So this is the first of March. What's coming up this spring? What's coming up this summer? You guys doing any festivals? You got any new albums coming out? What's going on? We are working on our first full length album, which is uh, Castles in the Sand. Okay. Uh, and it's it's um, yeah, uh, eleven songs. Uh, we hope to have it done this fall. Um, you record yeah. in? Do you record in Columbus or do you go somewhere? We, we are. Yeah, we're, we are recording at a uh, at Columbus's oldest recording studio, um, a musical. Musical recording studio. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else we're not covering? I mean, go to go Graveyard Pete for just about everything. Find out where you're playing, when you're playing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We yeah, everything's updated there. We got our next show is actually this Saturday. If you, if anybody's gonna be in Columbus, we'll be playing at El Dorado's. Okay. Which is our, uh, food and spirits. We'll be there. And then again, yeah. So yeah, check us out and keep us posted. We're always booking more and looking and looking for more gigs. So if there's anybody out there that wants to, you know, kind of want to hear us. Yeah. Whatever. Give us a call. Sounds wonderful. Follow us. Yeah. Go to Instagram. It's like Instinct. Instagram and Facebook, right? Right. Uh -huh. It's like, so my, it's my Facebook's doing really well, people. Thank you so I have, much. I have a friend. Guys that, could go to I have a our friend. Instagram page. Okay. 
and go to Instagram, man, and give us a follow on Instagram. That would be fantastic. Help there us grow go. that page. Graveyard Pete and the new Appalachian Sound. Kids, thank you. It was fun. And Mike, I get thank to say you. kids because I'm older than you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, said he was the old guy. I, I I was his age 13 years ago. So <laughs> uh, well, I got somebody finally. Oh, let's just be nice to me. Remember. <laughs> okay, guys. Thanks again. Graveyard Pete and the new Appalachian Sound. And that wraps up our visit to Ohio. Up next, sure. I'm not going to sing you. it. I'm, thank you, guys. I'm not going to sing it, but I'm going to say it up next. O-K-L-A-H-O-M-A, just like the musical. We're going to Oklahoma here on the Music of America podcast. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.